So I also wanted to share with you a little bit about the value of checking in with the moon each week as we begin on the moon's day, Monday. And that is uh, summarized by a Sanskrit saying, which translates to mean, well begun is half done. The, one of the great values of Jyotisha Vedic astrology is that it gives us insight into potential problem areas of our life. And what is the number one problem area that we face is the way that we're seeing our life situation. We tend to look at it from the default position. You know how whenever you buy some new software, you get the default password and it's usually crazy. It's like X exclamation point, asterisk, star. You know, it's crazy. You can never remember it. That's the default password. You have to change it to something that's easier to remember, that's more pleasant to use, that's easy. And that's really what Vedic astrology is designed for. It's to give you a, a perspective of the full range of possibilities that we have the free will to put our attention on. Vedic astrology is very much based on the observer effect in physics, where in the process of observing, the seer creates or manifests a reality. And this was something known by the Vedic civilization. This was one of their technologies, one of their spiritual technologies. And the tool for that is our Vedic natal chart. What makes the moon so applicable for our purposes is that it connects with the larger public. The moon is the collective consciousness. It's how all of us are feeling on some level, depending on which filter that, that energy of the moon is coming through that's unique to each of us. But still, the energy is common. So it's really easy for us to see collectively what connects us all. And that is the moon's transiting constellation or nakshatra or Vedic moon sign each week on Monday. And how is it well begun? It's well begun because what I hope to give you are higher ways, better ways of looking at the planetary alignments, the energies that are coming to us and how to work better with them rather than the default position or the default password. How can we apply our free will? How can we apply our conscious attention toward the best possible outcome that this week holds for us that's within the seed of the week's beginning, which is Monday? So that's why I'd love for you all to tune in on Monday and get a vision of what the week ahead holds. So this week, September 4th, begins the transit of the moon in 
the Vedic moon sign or the nakshatra Bharani. Now, I happen to love Bharani. Bharani is where my natal moon is. Maybe some of you. Uh, I know Nisha, my assistant's natal moon is in Bharani. And I wouldn't be surprised if there were several others of you among us in the Vedic astrology world family because like tends to attract like. Birds of a feather flock together. So this is Bharani. And Bodhani means she who bears. She who bears like a woman bears a child. And this is why the, the three stars that make up Bodhani, which form a downward facing triangle, are symbolic of the womb. And the womb is symbolic of transition. Our whole life is transitions. My my first teacher, my first guru once said, um, you know, life is a transit lounge. We don't unpack our suitcases in the airport, start hanging them up and, and thinking that we're here to stay. We're passing through this life. And that's one of the main feelings and and meanings of botany just like the baby's not in there forever he's only in there for nine months and then ah birth and then we're only in birth for maybe a hundred years i mean i don't know with life extension maybe longer uh, as we go deeper into this aquarian mini age that we're in but still it's finite and then we have to go through another transition, which is death. And death is the ruler of Bharani. Bharani is ruled by Yama, the Vedic god of death, which seems really scary and ominous and, and, and which has led some fatalistic Vedic astrologers to think all kinds of spooky things about Bharani. But the truth is, Yama is always laughing. He's always depicted as um, jolly, happy, finding it really funny that we actually believe that death is finite. It's a similar delusion that we have in life, that we think life is finite. Or that, you know, maybe an expectant mother might feel like, ah, oh, like this is never going to end, but it does end. And this is the real, um, uh, I think, teaching of botany, that things end. The Buddha uh, has as his third noble truth, I think, the essence of botany, suffering ends. The first two noble truths are suffer. There is such a thing as suffering. Yes, we are in this condition that is unpredictable and uncertain and painful sometimes. And, and we have to go through all kinds of trials and tribulations. That's dukkha, that's suffering. And then the, the second noble truth is that suffering has a cause. And what Buddha says is that cause is ignorance. 
And this is really valuable for us this week because the moon begins the week transiting in between the planet Rahu, the north node of the moon, and Jupiter, who has just turned retrograde today. And I have to tell you all about that. But, but here the moon stands in between these two extremes. What is the cause of my delusion, which is Rahu? Rahu is the trickster, he's the coyotes causing all the problems by making us think something's real when it's not real. And for the past month anyway, if not since uh, the end of June, you may have been struggling with some kind of unresolved conflict stemming from your romantic relationship that may may have made you think of like, oh, all the decisions that I made, but I should have made a different one, or why did I do that? How come I made those choices? All these kinds of thoughts may be coming through the mind or have been coming through the mind as Venus turned retrograde. But now Venus has turned direct and Jupiter has turned retrograde, which is really interesting. Each one of the planets behaves differently in a retrograde motion. Most of us only know about Mercury retrograde. But all the planets actually turn retrograde, including the nodes of the moon, which are always in a retrograde motion, meaning backward, meaning more intensified. Um, but they don't all behave the same. And... Uh, and an easy way to look at it is, you know, they either do good for us or they can do some harm for us, which is ultimately perhaps in the long run good for us. But we can look at them as benefic and malefic. So Jupiter and Venus are natural benefics. They only want to do good. So this this time of Venus turning retrograde is has been a time of reflecting on like i said past decisions made about love the heart's choices those kinds of things now jupiter the natural benefic and i should add there in order to heal them in order to heal ourselves of those choices to forgive ourselves venus is all about forgiveness the medicine is always forgiveness with venus Jupiter now, getting back to the, the second noble truth that, that suffering has a cause, Jupiter turning retrograde brings us back our wisdom. The benefic value of Jupiter is wisdom, lessons learned, um, interest on investments, uh, return on investments, great big inflated returns on investments, um, the, the return of, of clarity, of happiness. Jupiter is also happy here beginning the week with the moon. It makes Gaja Kasadi yoga, the elephant lion yoga. If you see in the sky tonight, you might be able to see Jupiter and the moon in 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 alignment 
which brings the elephant and the lion visible in the jungle, which is why we pay for safaris so we can see them. They're so magnificent. And so is the energy for recognizing, oh, wow, I was under a delusion or now I see more clearly. Now I know the truth. And, you know, what's the ultimate truth? If we go back to our example of death, that death is real. And the Buddha describes this as the cause of suffering that we, we believe in something that isn't true. We, we are in a state of avidya, ignorance. But then, getting back to bodhani, suffering has an end which is the third noble truth of the Buddha and really relates to botany. The mother's labor ends, the, the death event ends, and, and the transition is meant to serve as a rite of passage. It's meant to deepen our, our evolution, help us to grow, in in wisdom especially with jupiter retrograde uh, together with the moon here also in botany so this is a really really deep um, moment of choice and i go back to my example about the observer effect this is a moment when you can have a choice between what you will believe Jupiter is also about our beliefs. And when he turns retrograde, he makes us examine our core beliefs. What do we actually fundamentally value? And makes them really super important. Am I in integrity? Am I not in integrity? Am I sharing my gifts? Am I not sharing my gifts? And botany loves to weigh all that and, and, and feel like, you know, I'll choose the one that has the most burden, please. That's kind of the energy. But the, the wisdom that we can apply to the week ahead is that that burden is a choice. You don't have to carry that load. Or you can carry it in a way that makes it lighter. And the way that makes it lighter is to see how um, whatever it is that you're dealing with, how it relates to your core values. And if what you're dealing with is not in alignment, feels outdated, then you move more toward the Jupiter side of things and away from the Rahu. You can wake up from illusion or delusion, like the Sanskrit prayer, prayer says, from darkness lead me to light, from um, death, uh, sorry, from, from darkness lead me to light, oh, sorry, I got it wrong, from delusion lead me to truth from darkness lead me to light and from death lead me to immortality that sanskrit prayer really summarizes the choice that we have we can either choose delusion we can choose truth we can choose darkness we can choose light we can choose death as real 
or we can choose immortality as the truth. This is a very auspicious beginning of the week. Jupiter is a benefic, like I said, retrograde. He, he brings a kind of holiness to the air. We've just in the Northern Hemisphere turned a, a turn, turned a corner and we've entered fall. In India, you, you can start to feel the festival season beginning. And I know that feeling because I've been there many times for that. It, it's just so delightful. So it's been a long summer in some ways, but now we've entered a new season of life. And those are my thoughts this week as the moon transits the star constellation Botany. She Who Bears, or otherwise known as The Guide. And if you have a connection with botany, either your moon is in this uh, constellation in your natal birth chart, your Vedic birth chart, or if somebody you loves natal moon is in botany, let us know what your experiences are. And if any of this has resonated with you, and that goes to for all of you other signs as well. I love to um, read your comments and answer your questions. So tune in live on the Facebook community next Sunday, 6 o'clock. I will be in Atlanta, Georgia, actually Rome, Georgia, with my friend Jeffrey Lidke from UCSB. This for me has been a summer of reunions of old friends. So I'm going to go and spend the weekend with him and his daughter and my other dear friend from UCSB, Marcy, and Marcy Braverman Goldstein. And we are going to have a little reunion, but I will be coming at you live from there at that time. Okay, and so if you have any burning questions, be sure to tune in Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, or if you're listening to the podcast and you have some questions, join the Facebook community, the Vedic Astrology World Family, and you can ask your questions live. Thanks so much, everybody. Loved connecting with you all. Blessings for the week ahead. Bye. I would love to have you join us for the upcoming Nakshatras class. Visit www.drkadijane.com slash L-I-M retreat.